Every time I hear that music, I'm going to run through a wall. Don't you, too, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. Or put a party out for 200 by yourself in 10 minutes, because that, that's what we do. <laughs> that's the same That's thing. what we do, ladies and gentlemen. We are struggling podcasters, but outside of this, we are chefs in a kitchen. But in the meantime, this is Sense of Flip Radio, the podcast about the art and sport of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host, Thomas Lisi, always joining the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. Alex, what's going on? What's up, Tom? <laughs> what's up, Tom? Hey. Hey. Um, well, the music from the beginning... Uh, we decided to do Legion of Doom because, um, like we said during the podcast before, we talked about uh, Shad Gaspard and we talked about Kamala. Anytime a wrestler passes away, it's always has to be talked about. And in this case, it's a little bit different because... Yeah, we've done three, three, <laughs> maybe even four we've touched upon. I yeah. Those three that you just mentioned, but yeah... You know, what are we, 26? This is number 26? 26. 26, so, yeah. Three of them. 26 and, podcasts. We're at 888 downloads. Wow. That doesn't include some on Apple Podcasts, but we're almost at the 1K mark where we're going to have a party. We're going to have a big cake, and we're going to jump into it. That's going to be our... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a big cake in the shape of a wrestling ring, and everyone's going to come over and hang out and jump into it. Happy 1,000. <laughs> not just... We're not there yet, but we will, Happy hopefully. 1,000 downloads. Yeah. But um, for this one, this one's a little bit different. Um, Animal from Legion of Doom passed away last week. and yeah, last um, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday morning. I grew up watching the Legion of Doom. Um, one of my favorite matches of all time is the 1992 out of three tag team championship match between uh, for the cha- tag team titles between the Hard Foundation and Demolition, and Legion of Doom was a big part of it. Um, I watched them. I liked them. But a lot of their success was actually before WWF. Mm-hmm. I believe. Well, if you watch a Dark Side of the Ring episode on them, I believe in 1983 they were formed, and they wrestled a lot in NWA in Japan. Yeah. Also. Yeah, they and, won a lot of championships there, and they're very well. They're just very well known. Yeah. And they they transcend the actual WWF WWE. Because their run there was so short. Really. It was. It was very short. A couple year span, then they were gone for a while and came back in late 90s, you know, for LOG 2000, whatever. Yeah, but, that was kind of weird. <laughs> excuse me. And, um, you know, it's just crazy that all of their success as the Road Warriors, not LOD, not Legion of Doom, which was their WWF name, um, was in Japan and WCW. Yeah. And in the Crockett promotions. When you think of... The greatest tag teams of all time. A lot of people would say Demolition. A lot of people would say... Which was a knockoff on, on the Road, Road Warriors. Warriors. Um, so was Powers of Pain. Yeah. Powers of Pain, yeah. The Warlord and the Barbarian. I actually enjoyed them when they were Mr. Fuji. But you think of like the Heart Foundation. You think of, you know, if you want to say the British Bulldogs. If, I'm just talking about WWF. But when you really think of all time... In the world, mm-hmm. you got to think of the Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom. Yeah. Now these are two uh, security guards, yep. former football players, and I believe someone from Crockett was at a bar one night and they saw these two, in your words, hosses. Hoss. <laughs> from last week's episode. Um, we oh yeah, we appreciate you listening to last week's episode uh, when we brought Jeff on. That was a great one, and we appreciate you listening to all the episodes on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. 
There's our cheap plug. Now back to the Legion of Doom. Some guy, I forgot who it was, saw them in the bar and they instantly said, these two guys can be professional wrestlers. They had no training. They were just two fucking huge-ass bouncers just throwing guys out left and right. And they team up with um, Paul Ellering and they become the Road Warriors based off of Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, which was huge. Oh, that, yeah, it was oh huge. My God, that, that movie was big. And if you think, if you look at their gimmick, you never saw a tough guy, badass, with war paint and all this shit going on. Mm-mm. You never saw it back then. Now, no. now, like you said, Demolition, The Ascension, even the Viking Raiders. You, you know you what I mean? The Ascension up there, dude. I, How dare you? <coughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the only reason why I did is because I know. when they, they debuted, also, Animal yes. was like, don't make this a knockoff of LOD. Ha, yeah. ha, 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 ha. But, um, welcome to the Wasteland. Welcome to the Wasteland. They were really good in NXT, I thought. Yeah, because for that small, you know, NXT was still very small back then. Now it's it's so much larger, I feel. Um, it worked for there, but I it th- didn't work. It didn't translate onto the main roster, and we all knew that right from the get. Well, I mean, you look at the Ascension, you look at EC3, you look at even Aleister Black, you look at a lot of people that come up from NXT. It's either VKM's way or the highway. Mm-hmm. With it, you have a select few. I mean, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke had a couple good runs, but some mid-card titles. Yeah, but those guys are established stars. Oh, yeah, Finn Balor. Yeah. But the thing about the Ascension that was different is I think they're actually the longest reigning NXT Tag Team Champions of all time. Um, That might be true, but Undisputed Era might have that mark now. I'm not I'm not positive, yeah. but you're probably... But they had the belts for a long time. They did, yeah. Yeah, they did. So, I mean, you got to give them some credit with that, but there's just another example of wrestlers or a gimmick that just didn't work the right way that it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? You can't say that about LOD because it was something that no one ever saw before, and that's what made them really special. Yeah. They literally kicked the crap out of you. Like, they were... They yeah. weren't, like, gen- not... Okay, I'm not going to use the word gentle, but, you know, they hit you. Oh yeah, and they were know, working punches. Yeah, like, yeah, they were they were they were ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like they like you really got beat they were up. stiff. Yeah, okay? they were yeah, stiff. they were Thank stiff. You, that's the word. I was watching. Um, did you watch the Kurt Angle interview on Stone Cold's podcast? Did that uh, premiere right after? Yeah, uh, no, I was. I watched I was it. Tired as hell. I, I was cleaning up the podcasting room. I put up some new LJNs and some uh, the ring for the Hasbro's. If you haven't checked it out, you can check it out on Facebook. You can like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. But um, the Kurt Angle was talking about how he was really stiff against Shane McMahon and the King of the Ring match, and you can and you can oh, tell. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can tell. And you know when you watch old school Road Warrior matches, even when they got into WWF, you can tell that they're they're connecting. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're really fighting. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're really beating you up. Yeah. And um, it was said by many different wrestlers that these two guys are stiff, and and then. Guess what? Hawk and Animal really didn't give a shit. Honestly, um, they're infamous for the paint. They're infamous for the being shoulder sh- the shoulder pads. Now the shoulder pads are so awesome, bad. man. Like you saw two guys with football pads with spikes coming out of it. Yeah, they sold them when I was a kid. They might still. They I still mean, they probably still do. You, they you can still find them. They're Google probably expensive though. Yeah, I know the wrestling buddies are expensive, but. They're the, so in your collection, they're the what's missing in your collection. Them and the Undertaker. That was the original collection. Um, because the original one is everything over there. On yeah. The, uh, 
plus the uh the road warriors yeah and, uh, and i know there's an undertaker one too oh, okay. okay yeah i think i'm just missing those three with the gloves purple gloves uh, i want to say with gray gloves gray he's gloves. wearing a hat though okay no okay. jacket just a hat but i don't know if i can drop that much money on i mean I, well, you told if, me if, if i can get a steal on it but you know yeah. i may need jeff's help with that but um no, I mean, if you really look at the Road Warrior success, it had so much success, but at the same time, it had so many different demons in it because Hawk, he partied. He did a lot of coke. He drank a lot, a lot of steroids. He even admitted it. Animal admits it. And maybe even Animal dipped into a little bit of the sauce, but... Oh, I... You, when you live that lifestyle, you live that, oh, yeah. that live that gimmick the way they did. Yeah, you hundred percent were dipping in that. <laughs> yeah, you're there's no way. No, you know, there's, there's no, no way. way. An animal was like, he was a little bit smaller, like stockier, but he was yeah. just fucking wide, like yeah. ripped. And Hawk was, <laughs> was more. Like Hawk was taller, but he was just he was ripped too. And a lot of the problems that they had with that especially with hawk it transferred into the wwf like the 1991 SummerSlam. 91 92, 92 i'm 92. sorry 92 SummerSlam in wembley. wembley yeah they weren't supposed to face money incorporated in the first match they were supposed to go for the titles against natural disasters but when they got to wembley actually when they got to england hawk was really fucked up like he was high on something probably painkillers painkillers and, and booze and when they rode the Harleys to the ring, um, well, actually, when the match got started, um, Animal is on the record saying that he shouldn't even have been in the ring. I had to tag him out consistently. The finish wasn't what it's supposed to be. He said that. Ted DiBiase said that. Erwin R. Scheister, a.k.a. Mike Rotunda, said that. So a lot of the problems that he had with that transpired into the ring, and that was one of the downfalls, I thought, that... That, I don't think and they the one wrestled the after that match. No, not no, they didn't. I think they were gone. I know Animal stayed and did some house shows as a solo wrestler, but Hawk actually stayed in England, I think, for like a week or two after that. So we see the Legion of Doom, I believe they went to WCW after, and then we find them back in the WWE slash F. Right. Um, they wrestled at... WrestleMania 13 with Ahmed Johnson in the Chicago street fight against Nation of Domination. Mm. And it just didn't work. It just didn't have the same pizzazz as it was in the early 90s and the late 80s, I think. Yeah. Plus, you got teamed with Sonny, too. I mean, anytime you get teamed with Sonny, it's kind of just like... All right, the main focus is on Sunny, not the tag team, because she was like, you know, a walking sex ad. Yeah, yeah. She was the centerpiece, or the centerfold, <laughs> you can call her at that point, you know? Yeah, so <clears throat> they had a little bit of success, and then Animal actually comes back years later and does LOD with Heidenreich. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, just that's ended. LOD 2000. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird bastardization of them trying to capitalize on what was but to find a new audience i guess or to, i didn't get or it to that, make it yeah i mean friendlier for them you're putting animal who's not in the same shape as he was with heidenreich who was came up as a heel had some uh grudges with the undertaker and you throw paint on him and you think everything's okay that just that just doesn't work 
Like, who's the guy? Wait, who's the guy who's paralyzed? That was Draws. Yeah, Draws. Draws wasn't in it. He he was like a like a third guy, okay, like a yeah, lackey yeah. kind of. Right, like yeah. he was like mentored <laughs> he was by like them. In and out of it. Right, yeah, he yeah. was mentored. But like, it's really hard to put a wrestler into a tag team that wasn't that didn't start in the tag team. Like when Crush came up, Crush oh, was yeah. in Demolition, oh. so he had that with him. Yep. You can't put someone at the time. You can't put Kurt Angle in the Legion of Doom. You can't put Shawn Michaels in the Legion of Doom. You know what I mean? You can't put. Uh... <laughs> You can't put well. I mean, they weren't a tag team. It's more of a group. But you can't put Kurt Angle or Triple H in the Shield. That'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when Kurt Angle was part of it and he well, raised his hand? Yeah, that's that's what, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which he could barely do. Yeah, and like he's just walking around like a stiff ass <laughs> neck. Stiff ass yeah. neck. He actually talks about that in the in the Stone oh, Cold podcast. Oh, I gotta have to check the, that out. The today. first thing that they asked was Steve was like, "Hey, how's your neck?" He goes, "Oh, the movement's okay. You know what I mean." And he's like, how's yours? And Steve's like, oh, it's not that good. And then Kurt Angle's like, yeah, the doctor said yours is the worst neck he's ever seen. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I mean, for me, the Legion of Doom, I, I looked up to them when I was a kid. They were one of my favorite tag teams, them and the Hart Foundation. They were just so cool to, to, to oh, what a rush. Like, that's well, like one of, like the intro song. Yeah. That's like one of the most infamous sayings yep. that any wrestling fan would know. Yeah. It's up there. They were like... My favorite tag, my favorite tag team growing up because they stood out. Oh yeah, they were me. so different. Especially when I started watching, and it was just them. Like I, I can't even tell you who was a tag team at that time, mm-hmm. but I know Legion of Doom was. Yeah, it was like them, like the Bushwhackers and Natural Disasters, Money Inc. Like all these guys that we're talking about, the Legion of Doom was ten times above them in a gimmick and a in a whole acting way, like. Look at the natural disasters. There's just two big guys running around the ring, Typhoon and Earthquake. That's it. Legion of Doom had so much more. They had the look. They had the style. They had the gimmick. They lived it in and out of the ring. And, you know, for Animal, you know, his son, you know who his son is, right? The yep. pre- former professional football player, yep. James Laurinaitis. And uh, there's a really good thing on YouTube that the NFL did, like NFL films. They did like a little five-minute piece with uh, Animal and his son talking about oh, how wow. Animal was a wrestler and now how it's James's turn to shine in the spotlight. Oh, wow. And then his... This was before or after he passed? Oh, this is before. Okay. Yeah, this is right when his son, like his second year in the football in, uh, in the right. league. Yeah. Because yeah. he was a great linebacker from Ohio State, yep. I believe it was. And then he got drafted by the Rams and played a couple years. And then um, John Laurinaitis. Johnny Ace. Yeah, Johnny Ace. I can't do his voice. Oh, no. like you have to smoke a lot of cigarettes <laughs> just to even begin to speak like that. Yeah, it's it's he, really he had throat cancer, so I think so. Yeah, he had something, yeah. but like yep. the uh his voice was uh was R- it's Raspy. Raspy. <laughs> yeah. It's like Undertaker. Like rest in peace. But it's like that, but it's like his <laughs> permanently. total permanently voice. That was his brother. That's his sex his yeah. sex face. <laughs> yeah. But um no, but rest in peace, animal. Um I had a lot of great memories watching you when I was a kid. Yeah. And, um, yeah, those guys are just, you know, you know, it, it's sad. It is sad. You know, because it's we, just, we it, talk it, about it, this and everybody says, it's another like, one makes the list. Another one makes the list and there goes another piece of your childhood and yeah. it slowly, you know, reality really starts to creep in. It's going to hurt when Rick, well, I mean, if you think about it, like when Rick Flair passes and Hulk oh, Hogan Jesus, and Mary Joseph. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, li- hey, listen, guys, it's inevitable. Yeah, just, life. You know, yeah, life. that's that's life. That's life. You know, I mean, but it hopefully, is what it is. yeah. I mean, I just like to look at more of the memories that that I had watching them when I was a kid, and even into when I was a teenager. And now I can even go on the network and watch any LOD thing I want. Yeah, and a cheap plug for the network. Yeah. It's like you can all those <laughs> this episodes called cheap plugs <laughs> cheap and, plug. and and excitement. <laughs> You can go back and watch. That's the beauty of of paying ten nine ninety nine or whatever. It's like ten and change. Um, to go ten ninety nine now. Oh, okay. To go back and watch all these things and and things that remind you of when you were younger and whatever. Just go back and watch it. Take a minute. Watch all the stuff and because you know it's it's also another sad thing when you go back and watch those things. You're like, oh, he's not here. Nope. Yeah. Gone. You're like, damn. Now here's another guy. You watch another match, and everybody in the match is dead. Yeah, there's like the even the announcer to the referee. You know, Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel. Like, yeah. come on, man, that's fucking sad. Everybody, WrestleMania one through whatever. Hogan, Mr. T. You can Mr. Start Wonderful still alive. Off. Yeah, like there was a um, there was a great picture of the Legion of Doom. Yeah, how how Paul Orndorff is still alive? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. He's yeah, Should've he had a couple a heart attacks. Ago. Yeah, um, <laughs> so bad. It's like, hey, man. Hey, man, you're still here. I mean, the same can go be said for Ric Flair, too. Yeah. I mean, Ric Flair, that was serious. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there was a sad picture from the 1990 Survivor Series. It was the Warriors team. It was Legion of Doom because it was the opening match. It was against the perfect team. It was Warrior, Legion of Doom, and Kerry Von Eric, Texas Tornado, against Mr. Perfect and all three members of Demolition. Oh. And if you really look at that picture, the only people that are alive are the two members of Demolition. Everyone else wow. is dead. And that, that's really sad, but, like, it just happens. That's, that's just the lifestyle that it was back then, honestly. No rules. Just going as hard as you can. You wanted to finish it, too. I, I'm, I I'll, I'll save it for later. No rules, just right. Outback, please sponsor us. Um, um, no, but, like, yeah. that was just the, that was the culture and the lifestyle. Yeah, he There's was only sick. Um, Animal's 50. only 60. He was only 60. I Hit. think it was a heart attack he died of, too, they said. That makes me... Yeah. I heard it was a heart attack. Because I mean, he... Uh, I heard first it was natural causes, and then I saw a post that it was a heart attack. Either way, it sucks. Yeah, either the, way, it sucks. It, yeah. I mean, you know, so they were saying that his birthday was the week prior. His wedding anniversary and was his the wedding same day. anniversary was the day before. And there's pictures of him and his wife. They went out and posted on whatever social media he had. Yeah. Um, and then the next day passed in the morning. Like, he was doing, like, a lot of interviews on YouTube, a lot of shoot interviews. So, like, he was still talking about wrestling. Oh, he was. He, he was still doing up, appearances. He, he was still doing... He would go to StarCast and yep. all these other places, um, you know, WrestleCons and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he was big in that scene. Did, he was also a devout, like, a born-again Christian, too. He, you know, his faith was very big, much a part of his later part of life. Um, you know, finding himself through God and stuff. You know, like a lot of wrestlers, like Shawn Michaels and a couple of Kurt others. Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah. yeah. I wanted to go to the one at, at um, iPlay, mm. WrestleCon. Yep. It was like Steamboat. Yeah, this year. Or what was supposed to be yeah, this year. Yeah, Steamboat, right. DiBiase, Virgil. <laughs> Virgil like, sitting in a booth by himself. <laughs> by himself. Now that I, I want to go to one of those. Like, Brutus the Barber was there and all that stuff. But hopefully after this COVID shit is over, then they'll have it again. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, but, you know, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, rest in peace, Animal. Yeah, rest man. in that peace, was, Animal. You, you, were, you were great, and thank you. Yeah, thank you for everything you did. You and Hawk. So I, I hope you have a great tag team with uh, with uh, 
They're having right. those matches up there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, those matches. <laughs> yeah. And like, and then they recruited like Jim the Anvil as the third member. And now like Jim the Anvil's coming down with, with shoulder pads and everything. But um, no. I mean, he technically did have shoulder pads. It was just those. Oh, like, yeah. The foofy the, the frills on it. On yeah. The yeah. The gold plate with the thing on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So we were going to devote this episode to just um, Class of Champions and just any wrestling banter, but we wanted to talk about Animal in the beginning because it just had to be said. And we had our intro music for it because, again, it had to be said. So we really appreciate you listening to that part. But going into a crazy weekend, kind of, because we had Clash of Champions, right? But we had two matches off the card. Yeah, right this off is, the jump. Yeah, this is like something that's we've really obviously never seen before. I mean, yeah, we've seen matches canceled due to... Uh, an injury or, you know, what happened with Benoit, you know, that that was canceled yeah. because of that. But we had the SmackDown women's match of uh, Bailey and Nikki Cross got postponed because of Nikki Cross not being. Um, they say medically cleared. Medically so they don't cleared. want after their their um, bad PR with COVID uh, back in May and June. Um, they've been very mum on oh, yeah. letting people know that people have COVID. But Bitch, you got COVID. <laughs> right. But if, if you read between the lines and you kind of follow what's going on, you know. And it doesn't – it could be said, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, like Apollo Crews back in July. Oh, shoulder injury. Shoulder injury. No. Yeah, no. Guess what? He was back in 14 days. Yeah. You know, and same thing is being said with um, uh, the women's tag team. Um, champions Nia and Shayna and, and uh, well actually more more people too because you have people in NXT so I don't think there was anybody in the crowd this week um, or this past week in NXT and then some talent have it and, and you know like performance center talent our so fa- they had a change our favorite stable is not there for two weeks retribution oh, God, yeah I know I read that retribution is not going to be there night. so how do you do that now it was smart how they did the little tease thing during last night's raw just, they're going to do just, it again they're going to do it again yep. and they showed the little vignette of them which was smart to keep them into the loop Correct. of everything that's going on around and them it'll just throw you off the scent but yep. again we're too smart and we already know so it's not a big yeah thing. thank yeah. you spoilers right thank you but uh, Clash of Champions was this past weekend and uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, well, technically, did one belt change hands? I guess you could say, yeah, Sami Zayn, because uh, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> or, or in his mind, on it his didn't, mind, right? no. It, it depends on how you look at the glass. You look at a half empty, or you look at a half full. Sami Zayn says that he's a champion, even though he never really lost it. But everybody says that. Yeah, and know. then Jeff Hardy is technically the champion. And then he had AJ Styles in the triple threat ladder match. That match was really good, I yeah. thought. I really liked the ending with the um it was different. It was different, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and well, well played by Sami Zayn. Absolutely. With the key in the mouth. Um put the key in the mouth and then I didn't see I I was like, Okay, so how is he gonna get up the ladder? Not thinking, Oh duh, he was the one who pulled the cuffs out. Why wouldn't the person who pulled the cuffs out have, have the, the key? key? I really um, And then he put him yeah. And then he tied him to the inside of it, which is always scary because that little thing goes up and down, mm-hmm. which it did. Um, that was smart. And then he used uh, Jeff's body modification, his ear piercing. <laughs> his gauge ear. ear. To put the oh, That was cool. His ears have taken a beating. I know. That's... Uh, Randy took a <laughs> wrench and torqued it. You put it in the middle and he twirled it. Oh, my uh, God. He's getting beat up. 
There were so many good spots in that match. A couple scary spots, like when the when the, when, when the Hardy, ladder was upside down. When Hardy flipped over the ladder and hit him on the way down on the way outside. Where he was was when that he, when he was trying to climb or lay down and climb down it as yeah. uh, Sammy was tipping it up, which was mm-hmm. very cool. I haven't seen that before. At least in WWE, I'm sure it's been done on the Indies at least once or two thousand times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then he fell over. That was that was crazy. A little scary, but yeah. Um, when AJ threw that little short ladder at Sami Zayn, I thought he really got wrecked. The angle was he actually sold the really hand good. injury really well because oh, it hit his hand, but it didn't hit it as hard as you thought. So Correct. like he really sold that well, and yeah. the camera angle looked nice on it. That was pretty cool. Cause it's all about the like they said on Instagram with the girls. It's all about the angles. <laughs> it's all about the angles. Yeah, but the angles are right. Instagram you know, versus it, reality. Right. Yes. The. Every ladder match now in WWE, they throw the midget ladder in, which is pretty interesting. I know I like that. <laughs> yeah. Ever since Hornswoggle well, debuted, with the it. Hornswoggle ladder. Yeah, t- WrestleMania 23. I remember when when Finley was in the Money in the Bank match. <laughs> he pulled out the ladder. <laughs> he pulled out the midget he tried ladder to climb. <laughs> I don't know why he thought he was going to hit the ladder, but it, I mean, at first it was viewed as a comedic aspect of the match but now yeah. it's like anytime there's a ladder match there's always a two foot midget ladder that you think what are they gonna do with that i mean hardy swanton bomb was really crazy that was cool that was an that was um and they had just cut to that clip of him doing it before also yeah so yeah that worked well ladder snap that was good um yeah that thing it shattered that thing, yeah <sighs> i mean I, I felt like i was looking at the ladder and then i'm i'm I watch the ladder, these ladder matches, like thinking, like, "Oh my God, these guys are gonna get hurt." So I'm like, "Ooh, like, yeah, you know." And then I'm looking at the ladder he placed from the ring apron to the announce table, and it was just long enough on the ring and just long enough on the table. I'm like, "This ain't good." Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the guy's got to get on it, so it's gonna shuffle a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, when I saw, I went to NXT Takeover in Connecticut. There was a it was a triple. It was a four-way ladder match. It was the Prophets, Orny and Lorcan, Undisputed Era, and the Forgotten Sons. And when you watch a ladder match live, and I had pretty good seats, it's scary. Yeah. Like when you hear the crowd go "ooh" and I like there's like there was this one spot I'll never forget it when one of the Forgotten Sons fell off the ladder but landed on the apron. You thought he broke his back. And I was like, ooh, like I jumped up. My, my friend Jeremy was with me. Like, I pushed him. He's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, man. It was kind of scary what just happened. <laughs> hold my hand. Yeah, hold my hand, Jeremy. But um, no, like, when you watch it live, it's totally different. Yeah. Like, well, we were there. Remember when we saw Money in the Bank? We saw two women's. We saw the women's and the men's ladder match. Yep. And we had good seats. Like, you can see what was going on. Yeah. And it was scary, especially when I think it was, didn't, I think Andrade, Sunset Flip, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, Finn Balor. Onto. Remember that? Yep. And he flipped it around on the ladder that was hanging on the rope. Right. Yeah, it was hanging on the rope into the other ladder, mm-hmm. which was, was the one that set up locked. to grab the thing. It was yep. locked in between the rope and the ladder. And he didn't get all of it. Mm-hmm. He got about three quarters of it, and his back still kind of fell off of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, I mean, that shit's scary. I mean, credit to these guys and, and girls who... I don't even like being on a ladder. I have no, a ranch I'm house, right? I have a ranch house, a one-level house, putting Christmas lights up. And I'm just like, fuck. Now? What? You're not putting Christmas lights up now, are you? No. no, oh, no. I thought I'm just saying, like, when I do, <laughs> getting on the ladder. Say, that'd be pretty wild. Hey, if... listen. People <laughs> people have Christmas lights up all year. They just change the bulbs or whatever <laughs> a holiday I saw is. someone putting Christmas decorations out the other day in Candlewood <laughs> over here. 
Jeez. And where, 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 do, where do we go? Oh, we went to Sam's Club yesterday, and the first thing you see are Christmas trees and wreaths and, like, ornaments. Oh, yeah. I'm like, damn, Halloween didn't even die yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't the see leaves no, didn't even fall. Like, where's the turkey shit? You know right. what I mean? Like, you didn't see turkey stuff out. Right. But, um, no, I mean, I thought that ladder match was, was well played. Well placed. Well placed. It went longer than I expected because of the two match. Well, the one match that was canceled. We'll get right, to the other one in a second. We said, uh, before we yeah. got on air, we were we were discussing that a little bit. Was those <clears throat> two matches, which probably for time wise, no more than twenty minutes. You figure ten and ten, if that one might got more than the other, mm-hmm. um, had to be added back and then some. You know, like whatever that they had planned, um, and then placement too. You know where that match was going to go, which I think it's still all the matches that got put in because of it were still in the place of where those original matches were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so kudos to them for that. Yeah, I'm happy that the Oscar match got switched from the pre-show to that. I was very impressed. Card. Very impressed I mean, with I Zelina just, Vega. I just love her though. I'm She's not gonna lie. I'm very impressed with Zelina Vega. I'm not surprised that she got the rematch and she lost again because that's what WWE does. Yeah, yeah, they run her back. Um, yeah. I think they did that because of how well she did. I mean, she didn't do that bad in the ring. No. Um, and also, she, she after afterward yesterday, talking about Raw, just a, a, a minute, you had that weird promo that um, Andrade came to cut right after commercial, which they yeah. started before the, commer- um, the, before the commercial break ended. Um, but he was basically saying, you know, I'm glad you left or whatever. You know, you need – you need us and stuff like, or you need me because he was also trying to say that um, uh, Angel Garza was the weak link there because he ended up, in a long story short, he got hurt during Class of Champions during that match. Um, and we can go right into that match on the Sunday. Tag match. The tag match. Yeah. The tag t- championship. I match. really thought that the Profits are going to lose. I did. And, and before we went on, you said that it was the other way around that you read. But I think from the writing was on the wall. Not with that matching gear that they had. They had, the show, they had the uh, um, the Heart Foundation kind of gear on, I, I feel. Minus the colors, but, like, the way, like, um, not Montez, but uh, Dawkins. Dawkins had on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Very um, uh, Anvil-like. Yes. Yeah, which I like. When Andrade, or when Garza gave him that kick, I think something happened with the hip. Yeah. It was a hip injury, and he, he couldn't move. No, you've so, seen his, like, he, he, it looked like he was trying to pee like a dog because his his hip was just out. Yeah. Like, I kind of know how he feels because sometimes I get up and I'm like, what the hell just happened? What did I feel? Like, like dislocated I think I, hip? In a sense. Yeah. 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 But I thought, that, I mean, that match was very fast-paced. I really enjoyed it. I would have liked to see Garza and Andrade win, to be honest with you, because now with Garza being out, which he should be if you get injured, and that match was rushed to a finish. And you can tell that Dawkins didn't know what was going on, nor did Andrade, because Andrade did kick out. So that's yeah, yeah. that gives you more of you a can, reasoning to have another rematch, which would be the fourth one bef- bef- yeah. between them two. Because right now, just like the tag team division, yeah, they, just just like the tag team division SmackDown, the tag team division Raw is kind of treading water if you really think about it. I mean, besides the point that. The Viking Raiders are out. Yep. Technically, Andrade and Garza are out. So now you have the Street Profits as your champions and a tag team after them. I'll wait. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll see Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander be a tag team. 
Okay. The Hurt Business. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Because you have Bobby as your champion. Yeah. As a U.S. champion. You have MVP being the manager. Maybe we'll see Cedric and Shelton. I mean, that's not a bad tag team. Both those guys are well-established. Shelton Benjamin, former IC, former tag team champion. Greatest greatest tag team. He was so... Let me tell you something about Shelton Benjamin. He was in that class with Cena and all them. Cena, Batista, Lesnar, Orton. He, he got, gets like put in the back burner. He, he is does. Te- he gets overshadowed all the time. Absolutely, he is a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. Him and Charlie Haas, man. Yeah, I mean Shelton Benjamin. You talk about athleticism back in the day. Even now, I mean he's older now, but like he was a very, very athletic wrestler. Of, with with the addition of Cedric Alexander, the average age of the four members of uh, the Hurt Business have to be forty. Cedric's that old. He no, looks young. He's younger. He yeah. brings the average down. Oh yeah. All the other th- Bobby's guys like are forty. Forty something. Yeah. Nobody's older he's than forty-five, but they're right there knocking and, on. And that they're door. all in phenomenal shape. I mean, Shelton oh, yeah. Benjamin, he still got it. I don't care what anyone says. And he's I said the perfect. This before. Black don't crack, baby. <laughs> I think Cedric. Uh, not Cedric. I think Shelton is a perfect member for that team. Because he brings the veteran aspect to it, mm-hmm. and he's well, kinda, they're all too. They're all veterans. Well, like no, he's like he's kind of like the mid card guy that you kind of want in a stable too. Like you don't want a stable of five world champions. No, normally in stables you have uh, levels. Yeah, you would figure each person in your is the you have it uh, for all to represent all the belts that there are. Yeah, past and present. There was at least three in. Oh yeah, four. I mean, look at look at the four horsemen. So you have the highest of the tag team champions. You have the highest of the mid card, and you have the main eventers. Yeah, you, you look at the four horsemen. You had um, Rick Flair. Yeah. You had Anderson. You had Ter- uh, Tully, Tully Blanchard. Blanchard. You had Barry Windham. You had at one point Tully Blanchard was the television champion. You had one point. Arn Anderson was a U.S. champion. At one point, you had Ric Flair as a world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Then you had Blanchard and Arn Anderson were tag team champions. Look at the Undisputed Era. All, f- all four of them had belts at the same time. Yep. You look at Nation of Domination, you had... Um, well, you had Owen as the IC champion, The Rock as the IC champion. But you look at DX, um, tag yeah, team DX. champions, European champion, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. an intercontinental champion with Triple H. Yep. So you have one or two belts established between a stable. That China makes, was an intercontinental Yeah, champion. that makes the stable a little bit different. So now you have, which I think they should do, you have the Street Profits go up against Shelton and Cedric and try to give the Hurt Business that tag team title belt too because I think that they can carry the tag team title belts well. Cedric did the, did a great job as a Cruiserweight champion in my opinion. I thought that he was very good with the belt. Mm-hmm. I thought that he can get another run with the belt, but have it be something like a tag team. Look at Murphy. Murphy got the tag team belt after the uh, Cruiserweight ta- Championship. Again, that was just a decoy to give Seth Rollins more of the push of his angle and his gimmick, but right. they still carry the belt well. So if you do that with Cedric, that makes a lot of sense. And it just gives you, it just builds more credit with the Hurt Business, who is technically one of the biggest things on Raw right now. Right. And they're, if they're getting into a feud with Retribution, who is a heel stable, and you credit the Hurt Business as being a face against the retri- against the Retribution. Well, it's weird. That makes a lot of sense. They they they're they're lucky there's no crowd because they get to pump in the noise they want you to hear. Oh yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is like when they're against Retribution, they're the face. Mm-hmm. And then when they're against um, uh, your boy Ricochet. And Apollo, they're the heels. Listen, I love, I like the Hurt Business. I would cheer for them. Oh, me too. Yeah, they're they're a badass group. I do when I'm at home. I'm like, oh, these guys mean business. And I thought that was a good match the other night. With uh, it was nice to see Ali. 
I think Cedric may be out because of the whole COVID thing. Too. I, I thought so too. But again, yeah. they played it very well. They were like, oh, we sent him down to go do a little bit of training after him losing the week before or whatever. Yeah. So I did like that. And then MVP had to get the push in. Because, I mean, honestly, I don't think they want MVP to wrestle that much. I think they want him to be more the vocal piece and they have to put him in when they need to be. Like with um, as a wrestler, whatever think, role opinion. he's playing right now, whatever it's they tell good. him, and it, it, he's he is no pun intended the MVP. Yeah, of, of, of twenty twenty of, of the COVID, COVID era. era. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If you think about it, the guy comes back at Royal Rumble, right? Was he, supposed to be like a one off, or you know that whole week or two weeks that he had, because then he had like another match. I think he wrestles he Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah, he lost the Mysterio, and that's how he kind of wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. Does the MVP lounge? You know, this is when it's performance center. He invites Bobby Lashley, gets in his ear. He's behind Lashley against McIntyre. He recruits Shelton Benjamin, hits a stable up, mm-hmm. kills Raw Underground, which disappeared after. The, for uh, you notice it disappeared. Well, COVID era stuff. COVID oh, stuff. Oh, so that's why they didn't do it. They didn't say it, but you know, having to put two and two together, that's what makes sense. Yeah. So you don't have Raw Underground, but they were a big part of it in the beginning. And then you have him right now against Retribution. I mean, this guy does everything. He's the commentator in main event. He's also a manager for a stable. He's also wrestling. He's a, Technically, he thought he won the U.S. title, but he's wrestling for championships at major pay-per-views. The guy's doing yeah. everything right now. And it's great that Lashley's U.S. champion. I would like to see Shelton and Cedric become tag champions. That's a lot of positive energy going against Retribution then. Mm-hmm. Do I want to see another member of the Hurt Business? No. If I do, it's a woman. Yeah. It's a female. It's a female. It rounds it out well. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, you want to dominate everything. You got to bring in somebody from the, you know, you can't wrestle the women. So you got to have a woman yeah. do it. Do you draft? Um, do you Bermoon's draft? Moon's coming back. This yeah. goes back to the conversation that uh, that we me had and a your brother-in-law, ago, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he sent us an email. Thanks, Anthony. Sunset. That- <laughs> I was like, oh, I was ready for it. Sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, so he was talking about, you know, could there be another member or whatever? And I was like, well, you know, I would like to see Ember Moon. And, you know, she's coming back from an injury. I don't know if she's almost there, whatever. Again, her business, it's a black faction. So, you know, there's only so many, um, you know, black Bian- athletes. You got you Bianca. Know? Who's right now in the middle of a Mr. Perfect vignette uh, mm-hmm. situation? She's like the Mr. Perfect, which she's I the, like. She's I the Miss Perfect. The Miss Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty dope. I like the vignettes that she's doing. But it's all, you know what? It's actually super believable because it is. That's she was track and field champ. Yeah, um, she's a great power she's lifter. A great power lifter. Um, she everything that she. Yeah, I see her as she, being a Money in the Bank winner. Oh yeah, I do. God, her walking around again. You know, we talked about this. Months ago in our Money in the Bank episode, you have to picture the person holding mm-hmm. that briefcase. I mean, the person, the outlier here is Otis. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's a lunchbox now, which that's actually pretty funny. It's viewed as a joke. Yeah. But when... When done right, it's it a powerful tool be. for you. Yeah. yeah. But previous years, it was... Uh, a way to establish a new superstar as a potential threat to being champion, except Baron Corbin and Damian Sandow and John <laughs> yeah. Cena, who all cashed in negative. Yeah, John, John is John Cena behind all the negative cashins. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, he cost Sandow and he cost Corbin because mm-hmm. Corbin lost on a schoolboy roll up to Junior Mahal and SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, and then Damian Sandow, I think, lost to Cena. Mm. Yeah. He cashed in too. But we're talking about the hurt business recruiting a female. I mean, if you want to, if you if you want to recruit another female, I mean, there's only a couple African American women, Ember Moon. Bianca Belair, Naomi, and Naomi. I see Naomi being maybe the one, but she just she's come back from an injury. That's if you recruit a woman. So it's from what I heard. It, Tamina, it, mm. no. no, 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 no. That that wouldn't legitimize it. That that's a no. That's a bad move. Yeah, but. I would say Naomi over everybody else. Yeah. That would be my pick. Yeah, because I think Bianca is going to come in as a face. Turn heel, mm, possibly. I mean, her gimmick alone. You know, I mean, she's better as a heel. Yeah, her gimmick. Because her as, gimmick is a heel gimmick. As being the EST. Anything, anytime you're the best. Yeah, yeah it's a it's, yeah. A it's a heel move. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? Like, I was again. I was watching the documentary, and Kurt Angle was like, Vince McMahon wrote me the script saying that I'm the best. I'm the I'm the gold medal winner because being very positive about yourself and talking yourself up so much is a heel move. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. So, nobody wants you nobody wants you to have that shine. Nobody wants you to throw it in their yeah, face. Yeah, so the outlier in this is that Bianca Belair will turn heel, which makes sense because again, raw, la- raw la- just heels. like the tag team division, yeah. the women's division is kind of treading water. You need a challenger for Asuka and there's really There's nobody really better. nobody. You, I mean, yeah, I'll take that back. Shayna Yes, Shana. but she's right now, and then you bring up the, and then you bring up the great duo of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Now, <laughs> Alex's eyes almost bulge out of it. That was said out of sarcasm, everybody. Um, I am not a big Dana Brooke fan, nor am I a big Mandy Rose fan. To look at, yes, to wrestle, no. So, I mean, that was just a. I think that's just more attention to the women's tag team division, which kind of makes sense because now, if you look, at, if you look at the women's div- tag team division now, you have. But you see what what the 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 trend that we're talking about is to very put, yeah very thin thin divisions yeah that this is what thin, we're dealing with. Welcome to the thin division right. episode. And and to take that and to push this forward, the draft is coming up. It is next week, next Friday. Yep, the sixth and then Monday the twelfth on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very curious to see what moves they make. Sometimes the there's going to be there's good. gonna be like a couple I. I I think AJ's going to Raw. That's my pick. That's like that's like the big one. I think because but and then I said this to you before we came on air. It's like that doesn't make sense because he just got uh, I'm using air quotes here traded for Robert Roode and who we just seen come back and, and lose. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, and I, and uh, two peanuts, uh, two bags of peanuts and a, a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> and a handshake, a hot dog and a handshake. Right. <laughs> I think that AJ's going to come to Raw, and uh, he's got nothing to do over there. He, you're not going to put him against uh, the big dog right now because no, that's exactly. not where you're going. Um, you're not going to have him. Tre- I can see him going against McIntyre. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, that was my other thing. I was going to get to was who goes against McIntyre because I think the thing with Randy is either over or it's about to be, and I don't think Randy's going to win like we thought he would. I thought he was going to win this past Sunday. So I think they might push Randy over to SmackDown against Roman. It's not a bad look. It's not a bad look, but then you got to turn the heel to a face. Uh, can you have a heel on heel? Y- you can because I think there's levels to this shit. 
I think there's different levels that Randy Orton. Randy Orton is Randy. yeah. Randy Orton is one of the few superstars in wrestling that can switch instantly. Other than, other than Big Show, <laughs> other than Big Show. <laughs> and Kalisto, all of a sudden. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, no, but it'll be really interesting how they do this draft because you're gonna have to, I think, bring a couple big names back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. do would I see Seth Rollins going to SmackDown? I think so. I think I can see Seth Rollins going on SmackDown. I think that program with the mm-hmm. Mysterios over, but I think the Murphy thing it's isn't there beginning. yet. It's just beginning. So, so he dumps his disciple. He picks up a new disciple in SmackDown. Maybe is that where we're going? Could be. I can see someone like and Baron Corbin going to Raw. I can see yeah, Baron Corbin challenging Drew McIntyre now. Yeah, honestly, I, I can too. But then that's gonna last six months. And yeah, it's gonna get boring. You How know, about, you know, Braun's coming over. Oh yeah. How about Keith Lee going to SmackDown and facing Roman Reigns? It's too early for that. You can't bury Keith Lee this quick. Uh, my nipples just got fucking. Yeah, up. I know. There's there's another one that's out there. So I mean, it's gonna be really interesting. But and now can, Roman's a heel. So, yeah, like, but a, now a mega heel. Too. But what I can tell you is they're gonna do shit to the tag team division. They're gonna do absolutely nothing because you don't have true tag teams. Exactly. Nobody. There's this no isn't 1991. True tag teams this isn't 1991. So now we're in a new sort of era for tag teams. There isn't um, an era. Well, hold on. Where it's. It's not the traditional sense of a tag team. Yeah. It's more of a, um, um, an established person. Mm-hmm. They they link up, and that's about it. You want to know what's a good tag team right now it's in like the division? Jericho. Show. <laughs> Jericho. Show. Y two AJ. Y two AJ, which was like two months. They put a shirt out, and yeah. after the shirt came <laughs> out, they feuded. The Miz show. There was one too. Miz show. Um, you want to know what's a really good tag team right now in this division? A dumpster and fire, because that's what it is. It's a straight dumpster fire right now. We'll see what happens with the draft, but uh, I mean, honestly, you know, oh, you know who's gonna win the tag team championship if they if they establish him as such retribution. No, who T Bar and, and Mace Skip, Jack, whatever Skip, his name is. Skip Jack, Slap Jack, Smack Your Mama, uh, uh, Apple Jacks, whatever yeah. his fucking name is. Apple Jack and, and T Bone, T Bar. That boy ain't right. <laughs> God. Uh, so you're gonna have that boy Shane right. Thorne. Let, let's, yeah, Shane Thorne. Shane yeah. Thorne is gonna be in a tag team with somebody. Probably there's no other smaller Mace. guy. Yeah, Mace, Mason Betha, Mason <laughs> Betha. Now, did you see that they had the names? They had the names for the woman. Uh, yeah. Retaliation and something else it starts with an R. It's. Excuse yeah. me while I jump out this window. <laughs> Excuse me as I go jump through the window. Fuck. Um, no, but I mean, I want to talk about the women's division on Raw right now because we're talking about Bianca Belair. We're talking about how Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose kind of jump ship. But do we stretch out the Zelina Vega, Vega, <coughs> excuse me, Vega angle with Asuka anymore? Or do we bring somebody over? Like, I, first I of think, all, I think her, she might be turning face in a who? sense. Zelina? Okay, that's good after and that, all. After that promo from um, last night, she mm-hmm. just kind of looked like, like the only she like scared and upset. Like you know what I mean. The next person that I see Asuka maybe going against could be Peyton Royce. Maybe um, she yeah, hasn't you, been on TV. If you go back a couple weeks to watch the promo of all the women who are like, "Oh, I want a chance." Yeah, I guess yeah. you can go down the line. There. And Vince likes her. She was to the, the one who was supposed to get the push. Yeah, she was supposed to get the push. Right. Do you? Do I think Vince likes her enough to put the belt on her? 
Maybe. I think Asa's going to kind of stale with her product right now. Do you bring someone over from the draft? Possibly. I don't yeah. think so. I mean, the woman that's doing these vignettes on SmackDown is obviously Carmella. Yeah. And I don't think Carmella's going to do anything with Bailey. So maybe Carmella comes over. You never know. Maybe they'll trade Carmella to. So you would you would do a vignette for all this and then just have her debut on one show. Yeah, why not? I mean, listen, anything's possible anything's with these possible. people. You know? Anything's possible with these people. And I mean... Well, but, then, no, well, I mean, her and Corey Graves are in a relationship. Unless they're going to start oh, trading yeah. announcers now. I would not want the Raw team broken up. I think the Raw... I think... I love the Raw commentary team. I love Phillips, Joe, and Saxon. Mm-hmm, I do too. not... I mean, you know my hatred for Michael Cole as it is. And I think Corey Graves is just... He's okay. I think that he's a lot different than when he first started. Like, I liked Corey Graves on NXT. Yeah, same. I don't like him on SmackDown. I don't think he's a voice of the future for the company, which I think he's being groomed to be. I think Tom Phillips is 10 times better as a commentator than Michael Cole. Tom Tom Phillips has more excitement. He's a younger voice, and you put him with Samoa Joe, who is that heel face tweener, but has an ingrained experience, and Saxon's a good common sidekick. Mm-hmm. It's it's I think it's the perfect combo right Although now. Although I do on, miss uh shut up Saxon. <laughs> yeah. But I mean I, re- I really hope that they don't trade. I, they're not trading Cole. Cole's staying on the flagship show. He has to. He has to stay on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, that's where the ratings are right now. Yeah, that's where the ratings are. Technically Raw for the first time is the B show if you really think about it. Um because of what the big dog's doing. That's why the um that's why they're starting the draft on SmackDown. Exactly. Raw is taking the back burner. Hey, you know what? Maybe and the, fiend, the fiend's not going anywhere unless you think he is. And if he, if the fiend uh, moves, I'm I don't think he's going to. I don't want to see him against Drew just yet. Yeah, no. I think Fox likes him there. That's mm-hmm. their their target. Um, they want to make Alexa Bliss top isn't going anywhere, so no. it's a package deal. Yeah. So if one goes, expect the other one to go, unless they completely feel like this is dead. No, they're, they're not. They're little. Yeah, this isn't thing. dead yet because so. it just started from this past episode of SmackDown yeah. when. She, she shot that look at Roman. On she the, shot on the, the look out. at Roman. That was good. You got the quick little the surprise of the fiend saying, uh, let me in. And you see her face just turn to the sinister devil look. And I think the look at Roman. She has a reverse Festus going on. Yeah. I love to mention God. Festus all the time. Where like <laughs> yeah. once he comes up yeah. she, or the name is mentioned or whatever. I'm she digging just, her with this alter ego. I do too. Um, I think the, the look back at Roman was really smart because you're laying the slow ground. This is going to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And that's the first piece of this groundwork. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, you have Heyman behind Reigns. If you have Bliss behind the Fiend, granted the Bliss doesn't even come close to uh, touching who the Fiend is, uh, and to touching—I mean, to touching who uh, Heyman is. But you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for where that can go. Um, I hope it's later rather than sooner. Yes. Um, yes. You know, like this, you said, the slow burn actually—you know—you benefit from that. This. Um, because you don't want to like feud is going to be a while. too early. You yeah, know? this feud's going to last a while, and then, I mean, I think Reigns is going to be a champion for a while. I do. I think something in Hell in the Cell is going to happen. Possibly, if it's going to happen, it's going it, to have to happen it, soon. It's a Halloween time. We know with this gimmick now and stuff, it benefits this October yeah. pay per view. But you know, I was talking about Roman yesterday uh, on our uh, Facebook page on Sunset Flip. Uh, radio on our page um you had posted something about uh like roman and i had i i took a minute i was like working and then i had to stop what i was doing i was like 
I was very passionate about it. The Rock Roman? Yeah, that's what yeah. it was because I think Jeff was talking about it. Yeah. And I had to comment. I was like, the before when we had talked about it months ago, um, before when we talked about it months ago, you know, you would hear the rumblings that that's what they wanted to do, and it was cool. And now it seems perfect. It just makes so much more sense now. Yes, yes. When you bring in this exactly. tribal, the tribal chief gimmick of the family, if you look at this family, whether it was Afa, Sika, right. Rocky Johnson, before. Well, we forgot. It starts with the uh, the high chief, Peter Maravilla. Yeah, high chief, Peter Maravilla. Then you got Yoko, who kind of carried the new generation along with uh, Fatu mm-hmm. and the head shrinkers. Kishi, yep. Then it was the kind of lull, but then it was the rock. If I think of anyone that runs the family right now, it's The Rock. This this has so much potential to being... I told you, it could be icon versus icon again, but for a new era. It's going to... If if they were smart, if the WWE was smart, you instantly book this as the main event of WrestleMania 37 in Hollywood. The Rock lives in Hollywood. The Rock is a Hollywood star. Roman Reigns is technically calling himself the... The tribal chief of the family, mm-hmm. the Rock's part of the family, right? And the Rock was commented in... on uh, their match on Sunday too. Um, it was, you know, it wasn't anything to set up anything, but it was like, oh, you know, the work that you guys were doing, you know, it was good. You put two and two together. This makes the most sense in the world, right? Because and that's why I know it's not going to happen. That's why I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> because if you look at what WWE does, if anyone's been living under a rock for I don't know, maybe ten years, they like to bring people in for WrestleMania. The Rock did it in 27 and 20. No, the Rock did it in 28 and 29. Yeah. You had Triple H. You had Kurt Angle. You had Batista come back. You had Edge come back. You had um, Undertaker multiple times. So, I mean, you're bringing all these guys from the past in. What what would make it better? You bring The Rock in against Roman Reigns. This is a match that we talked about for years. Mm-hmm. When The Rock came out and helped him in at Royal Rumble. 2015 in Philly. Yeah. yeah. Where, got, where the, the Rock got booed for the first time. Ah, I thought Roman got booed. The Rock got booed because of Roman. Yeah. You know, it didn't help. You can't boo the great one. No, you can't. Um, way past that. Yeah. Do and I the Rock, th- it, it's going to be face heel. You know yeah, what I mean? The Rock's the face. Right. But The Rock has to lose. Yep. And that hurts me saying Ro- that. Roman goes over. <laughs> that hurts me because you don't progress the storyline by having him win. And I, and I don't think it's for a belt. No, and that's fine. It doesn't that's have fine. to be. So Roman will drop that. the belt before WrestleMania. He won't be the champion, okay. but he will main event WrestleMania against The Rock. That is the main event for WrestleMania, in my opinion. It's not going to be... It's the one that puts asses in seats. It put, it it's going to put mo- my ass in that seat, that's for sure. Uh, that would, that would I'm, be, go- I'm going. So that would be st- hard for... SoFi? Yeah, right? that that's stadium the, is beautiful. Oh, that my stadium God. Is beautiful. I think I was talking to you last week about it. Yeah. Holy shit. The Oculus screen. God. Um... That would be hard for me not to go to California for that. And, and, I, and we had talked about this <clears throat> months ago, you know, around when COVID was fresh and we didn't know what um, mania plans were going to be. Yeah. Um, with, you know, mania done and the way the world's going, we're slowly getting back to whatever, some sort of normalcy. They're still up in the air that it may or may not be in L.A. They might run it back in Tampa again this year. Um, or they're going to go do L.A. and then go back to Tampa, whatever. I mean, That's what I think changing. they're doing. I think it's going to be L.A. this year, then Tampa next year. And then Tampa. That's fine. Yeah, which is fine. Whatever. Um, um, but still. So anyway, like just that whole 
mania and everything going on, like that's what's going to bring people back. Yes. That's what's going to put asses in seats. Well, do I think that it's going to be a, like people? Um, I think I, I mean, I hope that people are back to normal. Oh, back me then. too. I mean, me in too. April, I mean, it, that's it's eight yeah. months. That's seven months away, technically. So WrestleMania is in seven months, and they're already planning it now. I know that. Well, see, I'm, I'm, what what kills me is like, okay, so everything, including the Rock's timeline, got pushed back. Oh yeah, meaning like with filming and stuff, he's trying to do this Black Jungle, Adam movie. Jungle Cruise, right? Oh, no, he already filmed that. that. I think yeah. that's done. He's doing Black Adam finally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his schedule got pushed back, so we got to see where he's gonna be. Like, it's all about availability, and I guess if Vince wants to bad enough, he'll get you. But I mean, the Rock seems like he's almost got as much money as Vince right now at this point. So yeah, he just bought out Vince in the in the XFL. Yeah. So I mean, oh yeah. So that, he's got that that's venue just, to promote. That's just you know more. I mean? That's like, just more fuel to the fire now. And WrestleMania is in March next year. End of March, right? End of March. Not in April for the first. See, time. See, the writing's on the wall. It's it's. See, this is but the problem. finally it's a good writing on the wall. This you know when problem, we're like, man. oh, it's just going to be Brock and Roman. We know it. <laughs> and you know that's what it ends up being, but yeah. like now you're not actually not this year. It's it, not. And it's not for a championship. It's just a match. We're getting excited for a match. That's a singles match, as well as a, a f- we're finally going to get a live, hopefully Edge Orton. Yeah, I'm know? done with that. I mean, you know, I'm whatever. done with Edge Orton. I mean, I know they want to blow it off at WrestleMania for next year, but I'm so done with that. <laughs> here apparently can Honestly. just let it blow off, right? Huh? No, it's true. I think that. All right, so I heard a couple different things that the main event next year is going to be McIntyre versus Orton. Then I heard it's supposed to be Orton versus Edge for the title. Then I heard Roman versus The Rock. What makes the most sense is you put Roman versus The Rock or... Especially with what you have now, man. Yeah, you have to. But, like, this is this is what the WWE would do because they're just idiots. They're going to bring in Lesnar. Oh, my God. If Retribution headlines WrestleMania, I will not watch WrestleMania. Let them headline Survivor Series in the 5 versus 5 match, which is going to be laid out on the table since since they first debuted. That's fine. Survivor but, Series is actually not one of my favorite ones. Uh, it depends on and how they do sad. it. Yeah. When, I, when I was back in the day, yes. Oh, it was hardcore yeah. back then, yeah. Yeah, the, the match or the ultimate struggle for survival. Um, but... I, I see the WWE doing two things. Either do the Rock and Roman, which makes the most sense, or the other thing would be, what do you think of them bringing Lesnar in? Because Lesnar was Paul Heyman's boy. Now you have Heyman behind Reigns. That, then then, you, then that just that stories revolved around Heyman. You can't do that. What makes the most sense is you got to put mean, the, rock I mean, with, I, I the Rock with Roman. That, that just, that's yeah. just how it is. That's I mean, just what you got to do. I was thinking about this before I came over today. And I was like, okay, Brock versus Roman with the roles reversed is cool, but I, I wouldn't want I, – I think I would want to see it as like a one-off on something else. I want to see it, but not for WrestleMania, you know, because just for how many times have they gone – in the past eight to nine years, how many times have they actually wrestled um, for a championship? You know, it's just getting redundant at, at this point. Yeah, I know now there's a new blip in you know character and it's a little bit better actually a lot better Who, roman yeah oh, with, what are you kidding oh me god uh like that match on sunday it was, mean me no jay uso match was actually very so good much better than it needed to be it was laid out well and that match you could have not got the same compassion storytelling y- you couldn't have felt that 
that uh, I love that how Jim, I love how Jimmy came to the ring. Yeah, all gimpy. Yeah. You couldn't have felt that if people were in it. <laughs> Jimmy the Gimp. Jimmy the Gimp. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Gimp from Pulp Fiction with the ball gag. Um, that you couldn't have done that match and got the same effect in a live crowd. It only worked because of the silence. And you could turn down the fake crowd noise. It worked because of that. I totally agree with you there. I mean, yeah. I think that match, in my opinion, was the best match of Clash of Champions. Yeah, don't throw I, that. Don't throw that shit. Yeah, you know, he said that like three, four times. But he didn't want him, to, and he threw in the towel. Like, when's the last time you seen somebody fucking throw in a towel? AEW did it when Taz threw the towel in a Brian Cage against. Ah, fuck like, those guys. <laughs> fuck those guys. Sorry. <laughs> next, next, we'll uh, go back. Please. Technically, yeah, but the last time I saw the towel get thrown in on WWF. Oh, jeez. Oh, when Owen Hart threw the towel in on Bret Hart against Bob Backlund in the 1993? 94? Oh, God. 94 Survivor Series? He was in the cross-faced chicken wing, and Owen threw in the towel, and that's how the whole Owen grudge started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of it. But I think that was the last time I saw a towel get thrown into a ring. But, um, no. I mean, the way that the way that they filmed it, the way that the camera was, the way the storytelling was, it made Masterpiece. so... Much sense. Masterpiece. And, and Roman's talking shit. They're both talking shit, but Roman is like, he, he's, he's talking, over the yeah, top. Yeah. Like, good, I, I'm liking Roman. Me too. I mean, I never yeah, thought I would ahead, say, say this. Say that again. Yeah. Say that again on I'm, the podcast. I'm, I'm liking Cross Roman Reigns. Cross his name off the wall. He, he was never there. He uh, was, for you, it almost he, seemed he, like he was, was. I just didn't like how he was shoved on your throat, but now he's playing the role that he should have always played. He's not a good face. He's he knew, not. He knew he was a heel. He's a monster heel, yeah. man. And I think one of the reasons why he came back is he told Vince, he's like, I want to be a heel. And I think lining him with Heyman makes a lot of sense. It's working. It's taken it's him, him away from the promo work only when he needs to be. Now, that's what I want. I want the clarification as to when and how the hookup between those two came about. I don't know. I want that clarification. I, I think, think we'll that, get I, it at some I point. I think it was Heyman's idea. No, no, meaning like, let's say in, in kayfabe storytelling. Oh, okay. Kayfabe when was it when Roman wasn't was away? Yeah. Brock was away. And Heyman had nothing to do. Like when? Oh, he was running Raw, and then he got kayfabe. I'm talking about oh. like kayfabe oh, okay. stuff. Like, give me a story. I need to just fill that. That's the only thing that I think is missing for me is that more of a connection. I know about how for years he's always respected the Samoas, uh, all the Samoans in the dynasty and that legacy and that bloodline. We all know that because they keep shoving it down our throat. But when did that connection? When did these two hook up? And Roman smartened up a little bit and was like. I can't do this anymore. I gotta, you know, whatever. I want to. I want to hear that Dra- story. Drastic measures. Yeah, I want to hear that story to help build that character that I see on television today, because that will give me the little, the the chef's kiss. Yeah, right on top. It's and like then the cherry he, on top of a Sunday. Absolutely. I thought the best part of that was when he put the the little necklace on at the end. He's oh like, yeah, he's the like, flower. He's like, I'm the head of the family now. Mm-hmm. And which you knew he was going to do because you seen. Jay come down with it. Jimmy the Gimp. I put up a Jimmy the Gimp. I put up a, a picture yesterday on on the Instagram and Facebook. Jimmy the Gimp looking like Rocky in Rocky Four when uh <laughs> when Apollo Creed's laid out on the ground. He throws a towel in and and then Drago, aka Roman Reigns, is standing above him saying instead of saying I must break you, then he's really saying uh, I'm the I'm the head of the family. I'm the, head of the family. I'm the one feeding your kids. 
on the board. And I'll give Jimmy, I'll give Jay Uso so much credit because he did get offensive, but he sold that match match really well. Yeah, he did. Like he really sold the. That's uh, so. <laughs> what the best part of the match was the the end where they had the confrontation between the the brothers and and uh, Roman, but. The best action in that he match. He family oos like the whole time when Jimmy was saying that. When Jimmy the Gimp was saying, He family oos. He, he family, family. He family oos. Yeah. He, he crazy. Forget him. Yeah. Forget him oos. Forget him. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like, I don't know if you can relate, but like, I relate to that. Like, I don't have a twin brother, but I have brothers, and it's like that. You know, when you're getting your ass beat by another family member <laughs> or whatever, I've fucking seen it. I've lived. I've it. seen videos on like World Star, like you know? barbecues, like <laughs> cousins knocking each other yeah, out. Yeah, that shit happens all the time. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, fuck, what was I saying? Um, so the best part of the match, right, was he tried to um, chop Roman, and Roman ate that shit and glanced off of his stomach, and he looked at him like. <laughs> That fucking job, you, yo, that was had me dying. I woke my wife up; she was sleeping, and I just was laughing uncontrollably. I mean, if you really look at Uso's, like that was such a good part. Yeah, if you look at Uso's, like Uso hit his finisher. Yep, he hit the pre-finisher, the Samoan drop. He did get some offense in, but it just means that Roman Reigns is like indestructible now. Yeah, because he really is. Yep, he's in this. Another dimension of character building. Right. And we didn't even mention he had no vest on. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's ripped now. I mean, yeah. like, he is, he's in great shape. And I'm liking the look. I'm waiting for the new music. I'm fine with the, the no shirt. Still yeah. wears the pants and the boots because that yeah. actually works. Cause that's yeah. a tough look. Some dude in some black fucking work boots are going to come work you. <laughs> like, ain't nothing scarier than that. Some big ass dude coming down the street. So now. And some fucking Tims. Yeah. About to stomp your ass out. Man, come stomp on. Stomp a mud hole in your ass. Right, you got so the now, butters on. Now, leading up into to SmackDown this Friday, a couple days away, do we see this coming back into reality? We might get a promo to. to we might get a promo. Uh, maybe. Start, uh, SmackDown. I see Roman Jimmy and, uh, doing something. I see Jimmy the Gimp coming and doing. <laughs> I see Jimmy the Gimp doing a promo. He's still, he messed up his ACL, so he can't do anything till earlier next year. He can cut promos, which yeah. is fine, because obviously, if they didn't think he was cleared for something, they wouldn't have allowed him to get into the ring. Maybe like that. Roman may take him out with a couple punches, or whatever, like knock him on his back, because he can't take him out of the knee. I mean, he could. He, he could. sells the knee injury he really, really could. well. That'd be pretty crazy. He really could. But if you really think about it, I think this Friday is just going to be another promo by Roman. Maybe we'll see his next challenger, but I don't think so just yet. Yeah. Which is smart because you want to build this up the right way. Definitely, I'll see him walking. I'll, I can see him coming out with the necklace on, like the head mm -hmm. of the family and all I that I think stuff. that's how you start SmackDown. Absolutely. You have to. I mean, what else can you start SmackDown with? Otis and his fucking lunchbox? No, he can't. <laughs> You can't you can't do the Otis lunchbox angle, which is which is just so stupid as it is. Yeah, and I mean they're building they're building Hell in a Cell to be Bailey versus Sasha in Hell in a Cell, and I think they're going to build that to be also something with McIntyre and Orton for the final time, maybe inside of Hell in a Cell because the way that Orton the way that McIntyre's promo and the way that Orton responded was you haven't seen hell or, yet or, yeah orton, was, or, orton oh, the janitor yeah, yeah yep. and his That's fucking metal gear solid glasses that he comes in and beats people up yeah, and, but, like snake snake yeah snake. <laughs> but like i think the promo was perfect because it just leads the vocal the vocals of the promo were leading into a match at hell in a cell inside of hell in a cell. i thought that's what he was going to say in the middle of the ring 
Yeah. With the legends behind him, I thought he was like, yes, you can get your match or whatever. Like, that's hell what I was like, hell. God damn it. <laughs> Inside hell in his hell. All right. No. I want I want it to be I want Sasha and Bailey to be inside of a Hell in a Cell, but a first blood match. Oh, you can't. Yeah, you can. Easy. You, there's no blood. Whatever, man. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can, can do it. You just got to go hard way. No, what? I mean with them. No, it's gonna be there. It's gonna be inside Hell in a Cell. There's gonna be no first blood. You can't do first blood stipulations anymore. You can't. You can make it. You can make oh, it work. You can't do first. Blood. And nobody's in the audience. You can make it work this year. That's it. You could. I mean, we did see an eye for an eye match, but I mean, I don't think they'll do. I don't think they can use blood. The word blood, like you know. Mm. Well, what would you call it? Sangre. <laughs> the the crack it open. Crack me open. I don't know. <laughs> no. No, Tom. I'm gonna have to teach you about that. Crack my shit is not a phrase you want. You want to use? Crack my shit. <laughs> Next topic, please. I don't know what so, that means. Yeah, I, I'll tell I'm you. Looking you I'm looking at you like a lost puppy right <laughs> I'll, now. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> off camera, no one's <laughs> watching us. I know they aren't. Uh-huh. <laughs> you should be. And you should be. You should feel bad because you're not. Oh, I mean, here's the thing with the whole video. If you really want to see us do another Facebook Live show, you can comment on it on this uh, episode or write us a, a dm or send us an email saying you know when's your next live show gonna be we haven't really had one planned but we'll uh we'll think about doing that again soon but i mean i think the, the yeah. main or the, we just wait for a thousand downloads yeah no we'll wait for that yeah yeah, no, yeah. we'll wait for a thousand downloads i'll be probably be in a couple episodes but uh, I think that the main focus of the class champions was Roman Reigns and the whole point. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And I said I said a couple weeks ago that when this match was built, I said this match is only made to make Roman to be the monster heel that he is, and it played perfectly yeah. to the point. And if, and if that's and if that's Heyman's uh, doing what he's doing, then Raw really missed the boat on that because Raw has been nothing but just boring, dull yeah. since Heyman left. Yeah. Do I really want to see Randy Orton beat up Legends again? We did that for a month straight, and we're doing it again. Yeah, this time, they're, this the time they're playing night. cards, and I can't see Shawn Michaels' droopy eye anymore. Again. Well, that's why Randy shut the lights off. <laughs> that's why Randy <laughs> shut the lights off. Jesus. Again. So, but do you see how like he looked at everybody? And yeah. he looked at him after he did cut a threatening promo earlier in the night, and he just closes the door. You know, that was very reminiscent of um, uh, Bronx Tale. And he goes over there, so then he goes, and the he bikers, locks the door. The bikers are yep, in the bar. And then he yeah. says, now you can't leave. <laughs> That's when you know. Use, somebody, use, use guys. When somebody says some shit like that to you, boy, you're in trouble. Join bodies, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We have a site. Johnny Wahlberg, <laughs> Johnny Bodies, you guys. Yeah. You I have a great Boston accent. Yeah, you do. Yad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the card and hop it, Yad. Fuck a car. You, Donna. Donna. Um, Alma. But Class of Champions was good. Leading into that programming now, we're going to see Hell in a Cell. We're going to see some storylines being built. We're going to see Sasha come back against her Bailey, get her revenge. That's definitely on the table. And who, and who knows where the Raw Women's go, is, um, Championship is going. We're going to see more focus on the Women's Tag Team Champions, which is something that is good to see. Yeah. It pro- not probably for two weeks. I'm guessing next week we'll see Mandy and, and um, in my opinion, we'll see Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke against the Riot Squad, maybe if the Riot Squad is able to wrestle. But I don't think it was 
them who had the issue. I think it was Nye and Sheena. Yeah, it was them. Yeah. They, they're they the ones who had the issue. Because so. they said they weren't medically cleared. Didn't mm-hmm. mean that the other two weren't. That's true. The Riot Squad wasn't. Um, then you might get some weird triple threat match for number one contender. Oh, I mean, technically, it's the match that we haven't seen. And then going forward, you might get a run back of that with something else. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it could get a little redundant. But we know the writing on the wall is the two of them splitting up. Because I believe they are transi- transitional champions um, to somebody who will then eventually hold that belt, uh, hold those titles for uh, an extensive period of time. Um, I think the writing's on the we'll wall for, the... for Shayna and Asuka to meet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just think that's a little early. I think she's got to go through... She's got to go through. So it's it's weird because you feel like Shanna is a she's not really a heel anymore. Tweener. Like she's in that in between. Nia is more of the heel role and, and Shanna is in between. Um, And I think that she'll have to go back eventually in order to face Asuka um, where eventually she will win and probably run that division until there's nobody else left. Mm hmm. Exactly. Um, that's the only way that I can see it. And shit, even just just let her run with it. Do another draft. Draft the champion over to the other one and switch them, and then let her run through that division too. You could. Then, like this, this is all going to be interesting because all of our predictions are based around the draft. Yeah. Just a couple things that we can mention about how Roman Reigns' success as a character is developing, but he's going to stay on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre's going to stay on Raw. Yeah. So all the stuff that we're saying, it's going to happen because you can't take Roman Reigns and put him on Raw. He no. is on SmackDown for good. No. Um, so He is the show. Yeah. He's Universal Champion. And the Fiend are the belt the is show. blue. They're not going to change the belt back to red. It's going to be blue. He's the blue guy. He's on the blue brand. He's the blue guy. Yeah. So Blue Tista. <laughs> boo this man. Boo this man. Yeah. So... Where it's gonna where it's gonna go? It's 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 only gonna be uh you know yeah next time. week we'll tell next week, week we'll and tell. a half we'll tell yeah. we'll let us really know what um what the landscape of uh, WWE is gonna be like for I guess the next year or so or yeah. until they decide to I, shake I do, it up I do see the hurt business however. staying on Raw and I'm I'm telling you I do think Keith Lee is gonna do a feud with Bobby Lashley that's the next thing because Keith because Keith mm-hmm. Lee he's on Raw but he's not. Uh, going against McIntyre, but his presence as that character, I think, is going to be against Bobby, against the U.S. title. That's fair. I mean, he he went up against uh, Andrade yesterday. Andrade, <laughs> yeah, you knew Basically. he was coming out though when he said that. Yeah, it's just it's it's that that's how bad Raw is getting now. Like and we didn't even talk about Aleister Black, his new music. I don't which, want to. Don't <laughs> what know. is it? It's like, it's like um, it's hardcore music. Yeah, it's hardcore music, and the way it's it's written, it's like Cannibal Corpse. Like that, yeah. And uh, I'm not liking his. He's just the eye patch, the pants. He's not coming. Yeah, he's got like patent leather pants now. Yeah, it's like dominatrix looking. Fucking, I have no interest in him. That sucks because he definitely had a lot of. um, I think he was Triple H's guy. He could have been a Heyman guy. He could have been a Heyman guy. (sighs) He could have been a Heyman guy. Could have, should have, would. I mean, hey, listen, maybe he goes over, now, but he's got a few. Now, Kevin now, now he's, he's like, now job. he's one eye Pete with one eye walking around. One eye Pete. <laughs> Steve the pirate. Not a pirate. Steve the pirate. Yeah. So, but who am I going to share all this treasure with? Yeah. So, what's going to happen? Who knows? But 
you always know that Sunset Flip Radio will be here to document every little thing that happens. And just like this episode, we always appreciate you listen to all of our episodes on Apple Podcast and Podbean. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on email at. Oh, you pointed at me. <laughs> Shit, I was in a day. I was in a day. Is my bad. A Sunset Flip Podcast, podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, we will be um, laying out the the groundwork for our next episode sometime this week, but. You know, we really stepped up our game on the on the Instagram and Facebook. You should check it out. We're putting out some cool pictures, some memes, some questions being asked. And if you like anything, just comment on on what you like. Yeah. And um, and an email, comment email. on a picture, <laughs> yeah. write us an article, follow right, us, sponsor us. We're still waiting for our sponsors from Taco Bell and Outback. Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> no rules. <laughs> Peace, love, and wrestling. And guess what? No rules. Just right. Sunset Flip Radio. <laughs> See y'all next week. Later.